Well, you know that it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right. Everything will always be all right when we go shopping. Well, you know that it's going to be all right when we go shopping. It's always On my talk 107.1, I'm Allie Kaplan here with the shop boy who is more consistent this month than we are, Grant Whitaker. I am so happy to be here. I'm it, just so happy that I get a turn too. It's not all harmony who I gets know, you right? to herself. I, I'm, you know, I'm surprised she's not here today. <laughs> well, you know, now and then, now and then, other engagements do require attendance. She's a popular girl. Yes, yes. Well, I'm just so glad that you could be here for a little pre-birthday. Day yeah. shop girls radio action. That's all going on. Yeah, you've you got look a... cute in your pink today. Oh, thank you. A little rose quartz. There. You know, I resisted the like the jogger as apparel for a long time. Grant, other than in Shame the comfort of my home, but <laughs> I'm now kind of like you know the eye adjusts, and so it's not like a jogger that I would work out in, but it is kind of that you know Saturday. It's kind of very sport. chic. Twin Cities business editor, you know, <laughs> Wilhelmina Slater. Okay. I like it. I like it. Thanks, Grant. You just, I really you just need a good poncho that. with it. Right, right. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you something. Do you know where I got these pants? Uh, no. Banana Republic. Well, there you go. They have really switched it up, and I really actually like what they have in store right now, and I haven't in a long time. So if you used to shop there and kind of got really bored of the same, like, you know, silky blouse in 400 colors that they were doing. Give them a a try. I like that. I'm actually just heading, I'm heading out to San Francisco. So I'll be right off of Union Square. So I'll just do a little shopping. Oh, you should. Do you have a list of stores that you want? I do. Do you do that before you travel? I do. I I really do. Well, not just do I look at like the mainstay kind of brick and mortar places. Because, you know, of course, when you're in a city like that, you can also go to a Neiman's or a Saks and yes. things like that, which are fun. Yes. But I really resource a lot of really fun consignment stores. Because, mm. you know, crowds in different places like different things. Sure. So I have gotten some really good designer apparel, actually, in San Francisco. Like, amazing wow. designer apparel. Do, that, is there, like, a one go-to for you? Is there a, a um, store or two? No, actually. I mean, they're, they. I will say I have frequented, and, and I'm I'm saying no because I'm skipping on the names right now. You know, all sure. authenticity. Of course. But there are about a good 14 there that I have gone to before. And I have come back with Right some, in the city. So there's a couple like right in that little Union Square area. There's a couple in the Castro area. There's a couple in Hale's Kitchen. Okay. So, I mean, it's really good vintage kind of consignment stores, but all high-end designer at great prices. Mm-hmm. And does everyone who travels with you know that they're going to consignment stores, that that's just part of the deal when you travel with Grant Whitaker? Well, everybody just knows that they're going to get a good deal. Ah, there we go. It's the benefits of like a group of friends. Well, it's the benefits all. of traveling with a shop boy. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. What about here? Have you anything that, where have you been shopping lately? I've been shopping a lot. Yeah. I have been. I that's think- so different than usual. I'm so, <laughs> 
so surprised. <laughs> oh, and it's it's really not clothing based. Yeah. Um, I have actually shopped a lot. I literally was just on the streets the other day and someone was like, oh my God, I love your coat. It was a brand new scotch and soda plaid situation mm, that I, like I scotch and got soda. from Surgeon Jane. I've yep. been in Fashion Avenue and spent a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. I went to the Galleria and did a little shopping. Mm-hmm. I even stopped at a little Chico's because I have a party that I, has to, I have to go to that's leopard themed. So I was... I Wait found- a second. The whole party is leopard themed? Yes. Yes. That's interesting. That's it's, very specific. It's very specific. And so I was like, how do you do this? Well, by all things, I found a tracksuit with like leopard detail in of it. Of course you did. So yes. it's kind of the bomb. Okay. Now, I've never heard of that. I mean, that's like, is it, is the person who's throwing the party, do they just love a good animal print? Well, the person who's throwing the party is is Bibi Zaharbene, who's a you know, oh, okay. big drag queen known for like the jungle theme, all yeah. of that stuff. It's a 20 year anniversary of his career, oh. which is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So you got to get down with a little flavor. I see. You got to bring the jungle to the party. Wow. You've got two themed parties coming up. Yeah, we have. You're going to the other one. We're both invited to a 70s party. Now, here's the thing. And I would love I was thinking about this because I've had this conversation with a couple of people who are like, is this like 70s, like chic, cool 70s, which is frankly in style. A lot of it is in style. And I might wear on a normal day. Is it that or is it more like costumey, silly 70s? I don't know. And it's like there's that pressure when you're going to a themed party. Like you don't want to mess it up. You don't want. I I still remember once um, when I was in my (laughs) 20s, I had a Halloween party, but it wasn't really a costume party. And one poor guy showed up in like a monkey suit or something. He was like mortified and I felt so bad. Has anyone had that experience? I really want to know. But like, if you don't know the person throwing it or if it's really big in this case where you don't want to bug them with a million questions, like how do you evaluate if what, you know, how you should do it? But don't you think it's kind of based on your vibe, like how you want to show up? I mean, I'm always someone who I want to be, I want to feel good. I want to feel a little sexy. I want to look a little hot. I want to look trendy. Yes. So I always go for not the silly. I go for like what people are going to pay attention to. Right. So do you know what you're going to wear? I do. Okay. Can can you tell her? Yeah, I can tell you. It's they're an amazing (laughs) pair of like red velvet bell bottoms with a red velvet, like modern Tom Ford-esque coat that's been bleached out. Okay. With a like a burgundy fitted, you know, seventies was all about your figure and your waist. Yeah. Like, so who's your muse? Who are you envisioning as you put this together? Um, that's a really good question. It's a little John Travolta. Oh. More staying alive in the good sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But with a little bit more Bowie vibe. Mm. So it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And yeah. it fits like the bomb. <laughs> and even my shoes <laughs> what are, I like, are burgundy velvet. <laughs> Burgundy velvet shoes to match my Where pants. Where did you find those? In my closet. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> 
I was close to coming and shopping your closet too, but yeah. instead I found something in my friend Fatima Olive's closet. Yeah, so she has I a good lucky. one though too. And I should say, she's like that hot Cuban, you I, know. So I know it's gonna be good. Oh, you know it's gonna be good. And she just has, she's got like her closet, and then she's got a whole closet of things that like she could get away with wearing out, and everyone would just say you look amazing. But they're also amazing for period pieces and costumes and things like that. Well, she's so. got really good style. Always good to have friends like that. Yeah, exactly. Good to have friends with extensive wardrobes. Yes, I yes. agree. Um, and I do want to say next week, we have one more week to get to before my mother and I are just like in it and here and, and hunkered down um, for the next several months. But um, next week, I have to be away and you're away. I'm away. And Fatima is going to be here. Nice. She is going to co-host the show with Harmony. And I'm telling you that because it'll be a ton of fun but it is the day before halloween and fatima is the biggest halloween lover i know we've i often know had, i know this we've often had her on right before for um costume ideas and makeup ideas yep. and so if you're struggling next weekend she's going to be here for you so it Love should be that. a lot of fun yeah um but anyway yeah so um so she gets to be the shop boy exactly <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. So, yeah, no, the themed party thing, man, and you just you just don't know. And I you, I worry. So, I mean, I know I guess you just have to own it. You've got to feel good about what you're wearing and not worry that, like, if other people don't really follow instructions right. and show up. In, well, and it's such a great theme. person to have on because Fatima can talk to you about, like, makeup and makeup things to do or how do you get ready or how do you do your hair? I mean, right. All of I mean, what a great person to have on. Yeah, well, um, and apparently my husband is like really down for it because he just texted me. He's apparently listening and he said he doesn't care. He's wearing his polyester suit. I love so it. He's all in. Well, there you go. So, yes, yeah, 70s. Here we go. Well, come we wear the same weekend. shoe size. So if he needs shoes, right? don't you, you remember? <laughs> well, I dressed to you guys as like that goth couple you before, did remember? A couple years ago. My memory yeah. is so much better than yours. Oh, my God. It's your you're poor so husband. Young. He was gothed out and you didn't remember that it. That was his. Oh, I remember remember it that was like his but every time that memory comes up on facebook it gets reshared that was his best costume ever for sure but we'll see what we can do for yes. the 70s very the cure weekend. right um you know i have to say actually i've been my son loves halloween decor and he would like to turn our like our entire front yard into a graveyard <laughs> or something he's really also intrigued by like those blow-ups that they sell like those 99 dollars oh, yeah, blow-ups. Yeah. and i said take a pass i'm right. not buying that if you want to do halloween you've got to be creative you just stand in the front yard <laughs> <laughs> like, i am blown up um, i'm like you've got to you got to be creative you've got to come up with things so i'm like i'll take you to some vintage stores i'll take you to thrift stores and you can right. see what you can find i have to tell you the shelves are pretty bare already they now are. i realize it's a little bit late but I was actually just reading an article that a lot, because of the whole supply chain thing, that a lot of retailers actually went a little bit lighter than usual on Halloween. They're already on to Christmas. Well, and it's funny, but that's more like decor basis, don't you think? Yes, yes, yes. In the decor realm. Because I, I went by a store the other day that they took over at, at um, the West End, like mm -hmm. that old love oh, culture yeah, the space. Oh, yeah, Halloween, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, wow, this is really stocked. 
Was it? I mean, you but could with costumes, with but costumes. not with decor. Not with decor. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, we'll share a few other ideas, and when we get back, my favorite story of the week. It's about Sarah Blakely and Spanx. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Well, I'm so glad we're just taking care of business during the breaks. We've got my husband all lined up. He's excited to borrow your shoes, Grant. I told you. I got got you covered. Totally complete his Halloween costume. He's very, very excited. He'll be the ticket of the night watch. Um, So in retail branding, consumer stories, and entrepreneurship, it doesn't get much bigger than the story of Sarah Blakely. I think a lot of people are familiar um she started spanx mm-hmm. literally from nothing from she nothing was selling what was it like computer printer she was like a door-to-door saleswoman and you know and wanted something she wanted shapewear it didn't exist she invented a product that didn't exist and then she spent ages literally standing in the departments convincing Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom, you know, to carry this. Women didn't know what it was. No. And so she had to be there in person and educate them. And then she went on to become a billionaire. And Oprah's favorite things. Yes. Uh, many times over. And she's become a real, I think, especially in this age of, you know, entrepreneurship is so, you know, cool and so many people aspire to it. And it's become kind of part of our it's not this like separate businessy thing it's kind of just become part of the pop culture you know um ecosystem it's part of our new magazine with twin cities business stardom and um and sarah if you follow her on social media is is just become this real business icon and um you and know fun I think so right and so many people look up to her because her life is funny and messy she's klutzy she has four little boys her husband is kind of like crazy and is always doing like these races and running a million <laughs> miles their, their life is like large and you can't believe it's real but it is she's the kind she's self-deprecating enough that like there was a video of her um on her laptop doing a zoom and she had a cup of water and she's you know speaking at some big high-powered conference she totally gestures spills the water no, all over I her saw laptop, this. just moves it aside and keeps going yeah anyway this week she sold a majority of spanx which she um owned to uh blackstone a an investment firm and has uh the company is valued at 1.2 billion with yeah. a B dollars. Spanx is valued at $1.2 billion. Sarah Blakely will retain a significant equity stake in the company, um, but it again puts her over the $1 billion threshold as a um, entrepreneur. female entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Kind of amazing. Now, are you, are you a Spanx or a Skims person? Like what direction do you go? Uh, I have both. Yeah, I guess I have both. Um, And, you know, and also Spanx did that, like, they have a line that they do with Target, which is like, yeah, of course, slightly lower price, but it's still Spanx. I like that, too. I I don't know. I have it all. I'm not, like, super loyal. Well, and, you know, like, every woman that I talk to also, and I 
pull them all the time for styling. Those Spanx leggings, boy, are pretty amazing. I was going to say, I think what they've done, yeah, with leggings, that's been huge. I mean, they're divine. They look amazing on. But Women's Wear Daily had an interesting story this week saying that the sale of Spanx, which of course got lots of news and and hype this week, puts shapewear back in the spotlight that, that that the pandemic was not so good for shapewear because we were able to just let it all hang out. It was below the Zoom screen. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> fine, fine, I will. Speaking for myself, I did not put on any biker short spanks while I was sitting at oh, home. I did. Oh my God. <laughs> of course you did. Okay, fine. Well, because well, you got to make sure you can get in them and they still feel right. I and, see. So you're just doing a little yeah. testing. I'm like, just this much pizza, not that much pizza. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it's interesting to note that as people are coming out of the house a little more, um, sales of shapewear are once again um, on the uh, on the increase um, and that they are their online press. I guess Spanx has done a really good job of kind of being direct to consumer of speaking to women beyond, you know, not just relying on those department store right. sales, but having like real, you know, a real brand of their own um, that they are an iconic women led business that pioneered the category and they've grown into a leader and an, a symbol of empowering women through product. Well, I also like that Spanx was a company that was really, it was from a woman about women, about certain needs, but it's become this also this really cool platform of very cool fashion as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess some of the growth that's happening right now in shapewear is not necessarily in the bottoms where I think we think of kind of some of those original products. Right. But it's actually some of the biggest sellers or the categories where the most most growth is being noted just kind of as we're coming out of the pandemic is shapewear tanks and camis and bodysuits. And that might be a result yeah. of all the pizza. Like Probably. You, yes, like exactly. <laughs> Things that you can wear under a dress. This goes with your pepperoni. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in, in, in Listen to this. Consumers began ditching the body shaping garments at the start of the pandemic as they hunkered down at home and canceled events. U.S. product arrivals of shapewear fell. 42% back in April of 2020 um, compared with a year prior, but now they're back um, up 27% and they're kind of, you know, ticking back up there. Um, another thing I love, um, I just had to share. So I also, in addition to following Sarah Blakely, and I'm not a crazy stalker. I mean, she's fun to follow and a lot of people do, but her husband is Jesse Eitzler, I-T-Z-L-E-R. And he also is an entrepreneur and, you know, active person and really fun to follow. And he posted the most, it's just the most amazing love story. He posted on Instagram, you know, today my wife sold her company to Blackstone, a leading global investment business. My wife started Spanx 21 years ago with no investors, no partners, and $5,000 in savings. She had never taken a business class in her life. She never took in outside money and never had debt. She was selling fax machines door-to-door prior to this. There'll be lots of talk about the sale price and her success, and that's amazing. And But I'm unbelievably proud of my wife and family. However, these are the things I'm most proud of. This is so sweet, you guys. Number one, she did it while being an incredibly present mom, wife, daughter, granddaughter, and friend. Even when the deal was closing, she never missed a carpool line. Two, she has fun. She takes care of people and makes the planet a better place along the way. 
Three, while thousands of companies took money from the government during COVID, Sarah refused to take one cent. She donated $5 million to support a 1,000 female-owned businesses in need. Love that. Um, and she has one of the most generous maternity leave programs at Spanx um, long before other companies were doing that. Amazing. Super cool story. Amazing. Yes, inspiring. When we get back, a local inspiring story, a new story you need to check out in North Minneapolis. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan, and Grant Whitaker is here with me today. Harmony will be back next week. Well, there's a new candle company in town. Perhaps you've seen their adorable candles at um, gift stores around town. They're now in 20 stores. It's Rosalind's Candles, and she's got a new store as well um, on Central Avenue Northeast. I went and checked it out this week i was totally charmed i can't wait to go back for a candle making class and i convinced her to spend a couple minutes with us today and tell us about how this came to be hi rosalyn hi well thanks for joining us i'm so glad to be here thank you for having me (laughs) oh my goodness absolutely it's such a cool story you had just a, a, a regular job and candle making was something you did as a hobby what what changed? When did it become a, a profession? Well, my friends burned my candles and they felt like it was different than what they bought in stores and it, that it was affordable. And when the pandemic hit and we couldn't go out anymore to buy stuff, I had a, an Instagram account that had that featured all my candles. So people reached out to me a ton. So they were like, well, we can't go to Target any anytime you want. We can't go to the, you know, the mall whenever we want. So we got to find local people. And so they, they pushed me. I really did not intend to be a business owner, but my friends were like, well, your candles are amazing. They burn great. And we want to support you. Um, and, you know, I come from a, a really a family of entrepreneurs, but I never wanted to be an entrepreneur because I, I saw how hard my brother and my parents worked. Yeah. <laughs> And how much work it took. And I was like, no, I just have a job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting how that happens. I think when you come from a family of entrepreneurs, either it's just kind of in your blood or you want to go the opposite direction. So you've now done both. So you started making them and packaging them and then bringing them to local stores? Or how did you get it off the ground? So the local store part didn't happen until, um, I think, January of this year, 2020. I went... So after work, you know, I was a social worker by trade, case manager, and after work, my husband and I would just take our candles into these stores and say, hey, well, candle makers, we see that you have candles on shelf. What if you got candles from a local person that makes them with 100% soy wax, and also they're made in recycled jars that you can return back to us and get a discount on your next batch of candles. Mm-hmm. So we just went in and pitched our story over and over again. It was hard. It was a hustle. But... <laughs> After a while, you know, it took because yeah. people were like, like amazed by how, you know, tenacious and persistent I was being because work was getting really hard and I was getting burnt out. You know, it was during that time when everybody had just lost their jobs. The economy was tanking and uh, case managers and social workers were overworked because we were the ones that were helping people that were going through such a tough time. Yeah. Um, so I was barely like able to even do anything after work. And so I would stay up to like midnight making these candles. And then one of the first stores said, yes, we'll carry your product. 
I was there the next day with candles. I was like, I, I'm so glad you said yes. And so after a while, people just started finding us because we we were very active on social media. Um, so they were like, we love your product because I we did a lot of testing of the product. So we would show people the process of what we're doing. And so they people got excited and the candles sold themselves because then our customers who bought our candles would just go like evangelize for us, like free marketing. We'd tell all of our friends and family about your candles and then they would post about it. It was incredible. The power of like community and people coming together to support a small business is amazing. Isn't that nice? And so when you talk about process, like as you mentioned process, where does your process start as a candle maker? Do you think about scents? Do you think about colors? Do you think about people? I mean, candle making is really, it's such an intriguing business and we all love candles, but everybody has a different story. Yeah. For me, my process is like, I think about people and planet. So my our candles are sustainably made, and we are a sustainable business from production all the way to shipment because you want to make sure that we're impacting, we're leaving a good impact on the planet and not um, contributing to what has happened in the last, you know, several hundred years for, for with the planet. And so we uh, we make our candles in 100% soy, our wicks of cotton, and our, you know, even our label is printed on recycled paper, and even when we ship it out, you don't have any plastic in our packaging when you get it in the mail. Hmm. We don't ever want anybody to feel like they're getting something and they feel bad about, like, throwing it away. And so, and then they can bring their jars back. So I'm always thinking about what do people need to help them feel relaxed, but then what, do, what does the planet need to help us not continue to produce waste and, um, and add more toxins in the air? And so, and, and part of that, we use only recycled um, uh, jars, but we also only use soy wax that's, sustainably made here in the U.S. and um, and we don't use any, we don't even use any colors because sometimes you don't know what's in the coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, so our candles are just you know clear, white or whatever color the wax that we the wax manufacturer sends us wax and sometimes it comes differently because it's made from soybeans. But, but it's always just 100% soy. So I'm always thinking about people and planet. Yeah. Whenever I'm making candles and whenever I'm shipping them out. Um, if you get candles in the mail from us, there would be never be plastic in the packaging. That's it's amazing. Biodegradable, compostable material. We're talking to Rosalind Friedrich. Am I saying that right, Rosalind? Is that your? It's, uh, it looks. Uh, it's Frederick. Actually. Frederick. Okay. All right. Sorry, I was going by the spelling. I'm sorry. Um, and okay. and Rosalind has a new company and a new store called Rosalind's Place. I want to tell you about the store, but before we do that, you you talked about the process. I was just so impressed with the sense. You've got some. I mean, I just love like the flannel shirt and the. I mean, you've got some really intriguing and really um, compelling scents. How do you come up with them? Amazingly, I ask my customers to tell me what they're looking for in a candle, and I just, I just like they tell me because they're very like people. If you ask people the right questions, they will answer it. And so, at some point, we only had like five cents, and then customers like, "What if you brought this cent? And what if you brought this one?" In? And I, so I would just like listen to them, and then over time, now we have like thirty cents. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot. What's the best seller? What are what are a couple of the most popular ones? The popular ones right now, we have Egyptian Amber, um, Palo Santo, Into the Woods, and then Gather. And uh, those are like, the Gather is like very tall. It's custom to us. Um, and Egyptian Amber is just like that perfect, you know, like sense that most people don't even think about it, but it's like you have to smell it to know what you're smelling. And then Palo Santo is made from a, it's originate from a, a tree that's uh, in uh, South America. And um, and then our our autumn flannel. We have so much like bestsellers, but those three that I mentioned are the top ones. 
And then the gather one is the one that people love to burn year round, even though we've made it for fall. Yeah. It just kept going. I love that Palo Santo. And that's a good one. Grant, I, that's a good one for you. I think you would like it. It's very, I think, I feel like that's a kind of a, it's gender neutral or almost a little masculine, kind of sexy. Well, and I love candles. Yeah. Um, So, Rosalind, you made the decision to open a brick and mortar store. I had to go see it because I I found this so intriguing. I mean, you've just gotten this business off the ground. You're having some success. You're in stores. Why in the world did you want to open an actual brick and mortar store? That's a lot of burden and expense. It was a huge risk and a huge expense. Uh, so it comes down to my customers, which are the people that were behind the business. They kept asking me, I wanted to take a candle making class because that's how the business started. Uh, we, we didn't even know we were starting the business in December 2019 when we had our friends over to use jars that we've been collecting the last several years. And they walked away with a jar, like we recycled jars, 100% recycled jars. And they were like, we want to come take another class. And then COVID happened. So I was like, there's no way can we do classes. But then they kept asking me. And then they kept asking me to come meet me in person. They were like, all we know is that you exist on the internet. Are you even real? I was like, I'm so real. They were like, we want to meet you. <laughs> and so they were pushing for it. And so they wanted to come to a place where they could make the candles, smell the candles. And so we were like, okay, let's go. And we started, I just was like, told my husband, who's my you know, business partner, but he also has a full-time job. But I was like, oh, my gosh, can we do this? And he's like, let's, let's see what, what happens if we do. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I was like, uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to try things. And I just, I'm, I'm so impressed that you did. The store is at 2430 Central Avenue Northeast in Minneapolis. And um, how often are you doing candle making classes? You've got a whole bar in the store to, to take a class. And I so want to come and do it. When do you offer them? Me too. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So we're like super booked. And we also do private parties. So like if you have a date in mind that you're like, I want to make candles on this date with my people, with my friends, we do that too. And we book, the, we close the store and allow you to just kind of have fun together. I oh, love, I love it. That. And that, and it feels nice and intimate and a safe space and it's not really big. And, and I also love that you've brought in other products too. It's not just your candles. No, it's like a, a, a zero waste gift shop where you walk in there most of the stuff that's everything that's on shelf i've met the vendors i've spoken to them i've interviewed them about their process to make sure that whenever they're making products that they're, it's being sustainably made and that whoever the makers behind the products are are being paid a fair labor because my dad is an artist and i'm a maker and i want to make sure that artists that are making stuff are getting paid the right way so we have a collection collection of artists that are just like so unique and they make sustainably made goods and and everything from like you know, a glass jar, a, a glass drinking glass that's like made from 100% beer bottles to like, like soap that's made locally and uh, body butters, bath salts, earrings, ton of earrings. Yeah. Uh, this like houseware stuff. This my dad's art from Cameroon. He carves wood and makes new things out of it. Um, and you know, it's shipped from Cameroon to uh, family and friends, and it's amazing so the store is like and we have a, a ton of plants because we have large windows mm-hmm. um, <laughs> i know i love it you're on a corner so you've got that good light and the windows on both sides and you also have some great greeting cards i was laughing out loud yeah. and i had to buy the one that's it, it has a picture of beyonce dressed up as um uh, buzz lightyear and it says i love you to infinity and beyonce <laughs> 
have some very creative uh, vendors who are just like, they love puns. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, a card maker. The yeah. store is open. You're Amazing. open today, so people can just zip right over and go check it out. Or schedule a, a candle-making party. Absolutely. 2430 Ew. Central Avenue Northeast. You can also look it up um, at, uh, what's your website, Rosalind? It's rosalindscandles.com? Yep, rosalindscandles.com. And when you go on there, just browse and then also read about us. And then if you want to book your candle-making class, you can just go to the studio section on our website and then book your class from there. It takes you to Eventbrite, and you can buy one ticket, or you can buy the whole class. So it's easy and super simple. And uh, so rosalindscandles.com, go to studio and find the candle-making class there. And if you want a private party, email me directly. Okay. All right. Will do. You can also follow her on Instagram. I posted a couple pictures of the store, so check that out, and you'll see the links to follow Rosalind. Rosalind, I'm guessing even though this started as kind of an, a release and an escape, you're probably working harder than you did before. Are you having fun? I'm having so much fun. Good. <laughs> it's much better than being at my basement. <laughs> right, right. Well, good for you. Congratulations. The store looks great. The candles smell amazing. And I just hope everybody goes and checks it out. Thanks for chatting with Thank us. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. We'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this. Oh, my goodness. How excited are you for Adele's new album? I'm so excited. a couple days away. I know, right? She, boy, talk about textbook of how to build buzz and do a release. And she's been away for what? Like, it's been like four or five yeah. years since her last album. Well, and I always make it easy on you. Um, And just to bring it back to... <laughs> <laughs> good one, Grant. Really good. That song is growing on me. I really like it. Um, And I started before Shop girls watching Vogue did one of their um, 73 questions. You yes. know how they do that with series? Adele, yeah. With Adele. Um, it's like 30 minutes long so yeah. it's basically like watching a whole show. And um, she's hilarious actually. It is but it's in her house. That's what I love about those. They're really so well done and she's literally bringing groceries in from yeah. outside and talks about how she would, would never, never leave the house if she had her choice. She's totally. just a total hermit. Um but you get to go into her house, and I haven't even gotten that far into it. So highly recommend you can find it just by going to Vogue.com. Well, it is that time in the show, speaking of Vogue, where we take a look at some trends. We give them a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or we just ask, whose look is it anyway? Give me she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Start with Blake Lively because why not? She's adorable and she is one of the many who has ditched her skinny jeans. And I think as we're all trying to find that new um, style Balance. and silhouette, <laughs> um, I thought the ones that she was spotted on the street in New York wearing were really cool because first of all, they're they're more than they look almost like they're a pinstripe. Mm-hmm. It's denim material, but they really look more like a trouser but they're that kind of difficult to pull off they're cropped but they're wide and she's wearing them with kind of taller lace-up work boots what do you think you like i don't hate them and they also look super comfy Mm -hmm. and i think she styled them okay i think they might be they i think they would be a challenge maybe on a taller woman Mm. and i think they're kind of a cute look for someone who may be more petite Who's trying to figure out how to not rock the wide leg long 
pant yeah. right now. So this is, I thought it was kind of a good match. Well, I, but it's interesting that you say that because I actually think, um, speaking from firsthand experience, that the, the wider crop can be a hard look to pull off when you are not tall, just because it kind of cuts you off further. But these are like, I mean, they've got a little, I mean, she's got them a little tucked into that shoe as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the length is not as lengthy as you would think it is. Yeah. And a lot of pants right now, just, you know, from having styled so many shows in the last couple of months, there's a lot of like cropped pants. Yes. You're like, you're like, is it the length? Is it the pant? And then everybody's like, no, it's okay. It's the style. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen leather pants really cropped as well. So, but I think this is just, what's nice about this is you're right. I like the stripe in it. Mm-hmm. I like the style of it. I think this would be a good pant, but I do think if you had a longer leg, you might have a little challenge. You'd have to tuck it into a boot, probably. I think the big takeaway right now is when you're thinking about how to wear trousers and how to maybe get out of your sweatpants or jeans, it's the idea that the trouser is not just for like a boardroom. Right. It's trousers with jeans. Yeah, exactly. With jeans and a sweatshirt or denim on top or just like mixing it up, but don't think of them as reserved for, you know, oh, I've got to wear a little pump and I've got to wear a jacket. It's just kind of taking them out of that suit genre. Well, it's kind of just making it trendy. Yeah. You know, you got to think a little bit that way. You got to have some fun with clothes. Yeah, I like it. Um, Vogue says, men, it's time to consider ballet flats. Mm. How do you feel about this? I don't like it. I'm not (laughs) liking it. You don't want to consider ballet flats? You know, I don't love a ballet flat on a woman to start with. Mm. I just don't. What? Sometimes I have been in situations where if you've ever ridden on a subway in New York and you've looked down and there's like a whole bunch of bad ballet flats. Oh, no. Because <laughs> sometimes you're like the one foot's knocking in that direction. It's it just is like they're very revealing of your feet sometimes. Oh, too much information. You don't want to see that. If they're made well, then they're okay. Uh-huh. But I still think, you know, coming from a dance background, I don't like a ballet flat on a man. Okay, interesting. But I mean, they're, you know, they've got all, Vogue has all of these images, particularly in Europe. Where yes, of course. The men are more adventurous, but also on the runways for spring 2022. Right. And also interesting to note that it's men in ballet flats with socks it is and it's also like but it looks like you your penny loafer went through like a flattening system and you lost the top half of it it's kind of odd it just looks odd to me it doesn't and it also doesn't look very strong no comme de garçon is doing one uh maison margiela is doing one for men yes I don't see this catching on with the masses. I don't either. And I think if you were going to do this as a guy and it was your thing, you know, again, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a like. That's all good. I would roll up a pair of denim pants Mm -hmm. and kind of make it more cool because you've got to take it back a little bit to kind of that 80s vibe. Just make it a little preppy. Yeah. But I I don't love it, though. I think a lot of men would be shocked to walk around in something that has so little support. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Like when you look down sometimes at like women's feet, you're just like, God, I'm like literally seeing your whole foot. Right. With like a little like green spandex leather. But but women are more used to suffering for fashion. We're used to not having arch support or just having, you know, kind of that flat. Men are not. But it's still not so cute. No, no, I'm not saying it is. I okay. So thumbs down. 
two thumbs down for that one. But we're just letting you know. Yeah. It's a thing. It's it happening. Is. Proceed with caution. Exactly. Okay. Um, should we do some fall trends? I know you... Do you want to do... The, is it the fall essentials? Well, yeah. Can- I just... It's funny because I just thought this list was really great because it's actually from it's from real women mm-hmm. who are really thinking about like these good essentials and like what do they like, what do they not like, you know. Of course, I'm having a moment and trying to open my link here. Um, Is this I, the one from Who What Where? Um, Is that what you're looking at? I'm, I can't yes, remember. Yes, exactly. We had a couple. From okay, who, from Who What, what Where? Exactly. Okay, all right, I've got it. So they've um, so here are here's what's on the fall essentials. Yeah, it's open. A up. faux leather skirt. Yeah, and I think there is so much of this kind of leather, faux leather again right now because I think also in faux leather, it's a very affordable material right now. Indeed, looks very fall-like. We'll hit more fall trends and take your questions after the news. Don't go away. Another hour. Shop Girls coming up.